1: Hey, put a little. I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey, put a little. Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in?
2: Kicking ass and taking names on WGR Sports Radio five fifty.
1: Just hit me like I have not got, gotten out of my chair since we started, which is unusual. I'm not up every break walking around, but today I've not been up once. It's because I am in a. Battle, let's just say, with my phone, trying to make enough room for the necessary software update. I can't go on using the phone without making this important software update, which who knows even what that is every single time. Right. And I need to come up with, there's no actual unit of measure. It was the highest I've seen today was like 2,273.64. Is that Meg's? What is that? I I got it down to nine ten, so I got some work left. But that's what I'm doing every break: is deleting, watching a video, and then asking, "Do I I need to
3: keep it?" Last time I had to do this, same sort of deal. I decided it was on my iPad. I have a phone, I have an iPhone and an iPad, and I decided to just ditch. It looked like uh, podcasts were taking up a ton of space. Maybe I subscribe to stuff that just keeps piling up in there, and I never listen to them on my iPad. And I just went, I don't need these on my iPad. I'm just going to, I'm just done. And it took a long time to, to empty out that folder. And I'm not kidding, like a week later, my iPad was going, hey, we need more storage. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. I, I just spent like four hours That's... deleting stuff <laughs> that I don't use. Yes. And you're going to hit me with, I, I need more room already? Yes. Why don't you make some more room for yourself?
1: Oh, uh, well put. That's yeah. exactly, exactly.
3: Yeah. On the line is the host
1: of BetMGM tonight, <laughs> Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Trista Crick. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Trista's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever Sorry. you find your podcasts.
3: Sorry to be bringing you in at this old man yells at cloud moment, Trista. <laughs> cloud. Literally.
4: <laughs> the cloud. I'm that yelling was, at the cloud. Yeah, literally the cloud that you are <laughs> yelling at. It's a, You know, the real old men would be rolling over in their grave because they don't even know what the cloud is to yell about. My mom... And I get Let's into go. arguments all the time because she doesn't know how to use her phone, and you guys are sounding more like her uh, day by day. I think it's time for you guys to just upgrade how much storage is on your phone. You of course, loads?
1: of course, you're right. Of course, you're right. Yep. I mean, but there are, there are deals you right now. Take
4: photos, but today you can't take photos of your beautiful lake in the backyard or whatever. That's it. Without having some trouble uh, mm. sending those photos because you're out of room.
1: Yeah, lately I can't send a picture with a text. I have to send them separately because it's too, it's too taxing on the phone to include the picture, to attach the picture to the text. <laughs> wow. We're in bad, bad times, bad times. Trista, do I remember correctly, Bulldog and I were talking about this, that you're a Cowboys fan? I am. So just generally first, if you don't mind, does that start to go away when you're as into betting as you would be, at least professionally, if not also, you know, recreationally?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I don't think you can have, unless you're in a small town and that's the thing in town, right? Like, I understand fully why Sacramento Kings fans or, and I think this is even more more true with small towns where the NFL team is the only thing, right? Like, for Buffalo, I get why it's everything sports-wise and maybe even more than sports right? Like, I'm not from Dallas. I became a fan through my sister and her boyfriend when I was like seven years old in the height of Dallas's reign, and there was no NFL team in my city. And Seattle really is not, you know, being from Portland, we're not friends, Seattle and Portland. We don't like Seattle. So it was either going to be San Francisco, which, you know, in hindsight probably would have been pretty good too to this very day. Um, But she and her boyfriend, her boyfriend was from Texas, so they were watching Cowboys game and I games and I wanted to be close to her. So, you know, that's kind of the beginning, middle and end of that. And it's been kind of a, a disappointing ever since that time, it's been quite disappointing since. But with teams that I actually have allegiance to because of some real connection like because I'm from Portland and I'm a Blazer fan, or I went to Oregon. Oregon's the deepest roots, right? Like, you spend four years there, you're invested, you know the players, a lot of them are in your classes, it's different. So, yeah, and then you get into betting and you start looking at it more dispassionately. I would say I am a very dispassionate, realist Cowboys fan, which are very hard to find.
1: (laughs) Yes, well, uh, you're young enough, right? Like, Bulldog was a Dallas fan in the 70s, I think, a little
3: bit. Yeah. Cause I liked Roger Staubach, was like one of my one of my favorite athletes when I was a kid.
1: So that's where you he and I started. He's a little older than me. Then the nineties happened and they're beating the Bills in Super Bowls and like just enough. They were they're insufferable. But it's been thirty years since since those years and they've had such little real success since then. I think it works. I think this holds up. You have a. a I, by
4: the way, I do wanna say I told you so. You texted me. This weekend, Bills. and he said you wanted to know what was the deal with the yep. Bills and the Chiefs. Yep, and it's like the it's like the Bengals and the Bills now. Like you just know the Bills have just got something, especially in the regular season against the Chiefs, and it came came to fruition just as I said.
1: Yeah, and I told you back that I think I would get there, but the vibes were in my head. Bulldog was right with you pretty much early earlier in the week than I was. I mean, he picked them too, and just the 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 market isn't always going to know, but man, one point at Arrowhead with for a six and six team, that just said a lot.
4: Yeah, it said everything that you needed to know. Take the milk.
1: <laughs> That's right. Pretty much. Pretty much. It it. Don't overthink it.
3: So Tristan, are you how are you feeling about the Cowboys? these days like uh, it sounds to me like you're someone who doesn't feel like you can be hurt by them anymore uh but is that is that is that starting to change because they look like i don't know maybe the second best team in the league if not the best team in the league
4: i think there's so much mediocrity this year in the nfl that you can get caught up in thinking that your team is good when they're actually just better than the bad teams that are normally pretty damn good, right? Like we know the Chiefs are not themselves. They are—they have a wide receiver core full of clown shows, like Anna rookie Rasheed Rice, and obviously Travis Kelsey, but tight end. He's like, when when your number one guy is Travis Kelsey, that's that's a disappointment, right? Uh, so they're not the same. You guys, we've talked about this, not the same in, in prior years. I don't know why Stephon Diggs is not the version that we're normally used to seeing him, but he's just kind of not there. You've got the Eagles, which I think that that game against the Eagles says more uh, the Eagles have going wrong than it says about what the Cowboys have going right. Cowboys defensively, obviously, have really come to play. Stephon Gilmore looks incredible. The yes. offensive line, I was really impressed how much time they gave Dak. Dak is more... Mobile than ever, right? Like since probably his Mississippi State days or his rookie year when they allowed him to cook. um, All that stuff was pre-injury. Post-injury, we haven't seen that version of Dak until now. And we had Brian brought us on from another Odyssey station in Dallas, and he said that Dan Quinn and them boys came over to the offense and said, listen, we've been watching your tape, and if you don't change things up, you guys aren't going to move the ball and you're not going to score points. That's just plain and simple. So I, I would say that I feel better about the Cowboys than I did four or five weeks ago before that coming-to-Jesus party. But I, I can't get past the fact that I still think the Niners crushed this team, and that's who they're going to have to go, go through. And they've played them twice now in a row in the playoffs, and it hasn't really been pretty. So I'm just not very invested. I think the Cowboys are closer mm-hmm. to the Dolphins in terms of they play a bad team and – they should beat them you know dolphins last night probably should have won that game but in general when they play really good teams they fold i will need to believe it uh, i will need to see it to believe it to think anything other than that so i Dude, love the bills this weekend i was just
3: gonna say so do you think the bills are a really good team even though they're just seven and six because that's, that's pretty interesting no this week.
4: i don't but i think buffalo is a really tough place to play i think that's what is going to give you the edge dallas if this game was in dallas it would be a whole other story. Indoors, you know, Dallas' home field advantage has been really good this year. Not always the case, but this year it has been. Dak's been great at home. It's a, you know, a temperature control game. I don't know. I haven't been digging into the weather report yet. But I, what's I got the- you.
1: I got you. It has not – so I live 10 minutes north of the city, but even in the city where Bulldog is, it's rarely snowed at all yet. Like, I, I have not had – one day where there was snow on the ground, like, through the morning. Sometime, yeah. a, couple, a couple overnights. There I, had maybe to shovel,
3: a... I had to shovel like an inch and a half because I'm a psychopath, but it
4: would have melted by itself by the afternoon.
1: And no snow is expected through this game. Like, I've got 49 and cloudy Sunday.
4: 49 and cloudy. I think it's going to be a back and forth sort of thing, right? Like, I think it's going to be probably closer to the Chiefs game than it was last you know, the game with Cowboys and, and the Eagles. I I don't think there's going to be any route coming. But, yeah, I think defensively it's going to be a battle. Can you get any pressure on, on Dak? But, truthfully, since since you fired your offensive coordinator, Dorsey, I think you have scored, what, on average, 33 points per game. So, obviously, there was an issue there. Uh, Josh Allen looks much better, running the ball much better. I like that he's using his legs again. I know that we've banged on the Bills for – using him as the primary running back but turns out you kind of need that a little bit for whatever reason so yeah i like buffalo in buffalo um i i think it's a pick for a reason but i could see buffalo winning this thing by three
1: uh pre- interesting point you make on prescott and mobility i hadn't thought about that too much i'm invested in him in fantasy and it's been a dream this year prescott lamb ferguson stacks and, and the like uh and i've always been a fan of his trista the the Rumor here has been, going back to the draft 2016, was that the Bills were ready to take him four picks after Dallas did. Now, it's the it's supplemental picks in the fourth round, if I remember right. And, you know, no excuse, but that they liked Prescott and were ready to do that at a time when they needed somebody. They actually drafted Cardale Jones with that pick wow. after Prescott had gone to Dallas. So I've always been a fan of his and a defender of his. And, yes, this is his best season
4: think so. I think the thing that you're seeing is like Josh, I think they're closer, and people are probably going to kill me about this, but I think Dak and Josh Allen are probably closer in terms of the comp quarterback than pe- maybe people are thinking about, right? Like both incredibly thick bodied, strong guys that are, really are not looking to slide. They're looking to run you over, uh, like malign based on their accuracy. Uh, heavy, interception-prone, but the truth is you really need to build an offense with them in mind. You can't just slot them into anything. And so Kellen Moore I just don't think was as good of a fit as people thought with Dak. I think he's a better fit with somebody like Justin Herbert, who's you know, a, a really, really good pocket passer who has mobility in them versus a mobile quarterback who has accuracy in them. Um, but you really need to, to build an offense to suit them versus just them suiting you. I know that sounds crazy. I think that's been the case with Josh Allen as well. You can't just slot any offensive coordinator in there and, and expect him to to succeed.
1: Trista Crick with us, at MGM. So what is your, I don't know, strategy or philosophy generally this time of year? Uh, we're talking about futures a lot. The Bills are a really interesting test case because as in our conversations with you, most of the year, like, just this might be the best time to bet him. And then there became better times to bet him, like, <laughs> nice. maybe peaking last week. Now they've won in Kansas City. This maybe aligns with Allen and the MVP. Is there still uh, a glimmer for him there?
4: I think there's a glimmer. I do think, though, we're starting to get more, and there's no value to take him. But I start. I think that there's going to be people wanting to bet and, and vote for Dak. I think this being such a great year for him, the comeback story, how maligned he's been, Mm -hmm. wanting to see a fresh face, wanting to see the Cowboys do well, right? There's a lot of Dallas bias. I know that that's true. You know, national media loves the Cowboys more than anything. So with the Chiefs being down, I do not see Patrick Mahomes being great value. Tua, that last game last night was tough for his MVP candidacy. And now with Tyreek Hill and an ankle I'm not sure where the value is there. I think it's worth a sprinkle, but I think it's probably worth more, and you'd have to evaluate the odds and compare them because I don't have them right off the top of my head. But I think it's probably worth more to take the Bills to win the AFC.
1: Yeah, I mean, team to beat is really tough. Baltimore is almost the default answer, I think.
4: It's just Baltimore, but look, they give up big leads. And we know that if you put the ball in Josh Allen's hands, He's a gamer. We've seen it many times before. He can come in and make plays. So Baltimore goes up, and I know that's not really what has been possible this year, Um, but we know that it's possible in general. So Baltimore, whether it's them coughing it up or teams pulling themselves out of a hole, uh, I think that's certainly a possibility. I wouldn't hate an AFC championship game between Baltimore and Buffalo.
1: With Trista Crick, so one more big question. We would like, or at least I would, Bulldog, I I, I asked him yesterday this, and I thought, I expected one answer and got a different one. The Lakers won, as I I know you know, the NBA in-season tournament, and the report is they're going to hang a banner. Is that respectable? (laughs)
4: absolutely not it's not respectable but you you know that and i think kobe had a whole video about this that you can find i think it's circulating on twitter right now that the lakers are supposed to be the team of champions i hate the lakers as a portland trailblazer fan i hate them more than any other team on earth and they're supposed to be the team that only hangs banners when they win championships they don't hang western conference winning banners they don't win division winning they don't hang division winning banners is that right i I never knew
3: this about them is that that's really i never knew that
4: wow yeah they only hang the championship banners and kobe had a whole thing like we don't hang any other banner but that but i do think adam silver probably strong-armed the latest into doing it hey we need to make this a big deal we need to have this signify something there's rings there's cups there's trophies there's money it's not a championship but it's as close to it as you're going to get in a in a regular season fa cup style award so you need to put it up because this is going to be a thing that we do from now on
3: right that's what that was part of my my reasoning for being in favor of it is that sure it's the first one but it seems like it was a big hit the players love it it's going to keep going. And so, what, are you going to wait until everyone really respects what it is to hang a banner in ten years or something? No, you you want it. It's it's an in-season trophy, and has prior to now not even existed. But you did it, so I don't know. I I have no shame in hanging a banner for that.
4: Kobe's rolling around
3: in his grave. Mm. Right? Well, I didn't know. I did not know this about the division and conference and and Kobe and all that. I had no idea. I'll send
4: idea. you guys the video at the break.
3: Yeah. Well, I believe you, but I—I I mean, send it. Send it anyway. It's fine. I just—I'll yeah. I, I, yeah, I take your word for it. Yeah. It's
1: interesting that this is the team that won it, or a team like the Celtics, right. where the banners are iconic, and not—you know—who—who right. right. who, who do you want? Some, most other teams, where who would even pay attention to it? I mentioned the Pacers for this. I know they were—they were close to winning it, but the Pacers don't have an NBA championship. So if they win it. Maybe they're, they face what the Colts face when the Colts are hanging a banner that says AFC finalist. And hopefully the Pacers won't do like in season tournament semifinalist or whatever they were. Hopefully they're above that.
4: I hope so too. Yes, it's just tremendous the fact that we have LeBron James winning the first in season tournament is just perfect for the goat debate. Just perfect.
1: Jordan never won that.
4: But exactly. <laughs> never won it.
1: Trista, any questions for us?
4: You guys have any shows that you're, you guys are watching that you can recommend? Oh,
3: have you watched any of Slow Horses?
4: Oh my God, that was what I was going to recommend
3: to you. I I watched. I mean, I I rewatched the first two seasons with my wife just recently because the new season just began and we're hanging on every Wednesday now. Like Gary Oldman, you can like smell him on the screen. Like
4: so. It's amazing. His socks, his socks all stained with the holes in them he's not a fat guy either he i was just watching that episode where he goes in to see his doctor and he has his shirt off and he's just slovenly just greasy and gross and you know he gained weight for that role no yeah. i ended up watching it because i didn't have cable yet and i I just had internet, and I was—I just binged through all two seasons in a few days. That's it what I is did. with so my
3: So great! My—I didn't know my wife had started watching it, and I walked in the room, and the scene from season two where he's eating noodles in a restaurant, and the young oh guy God, yes. Cartwright is talking to him, and he says, "Like, I'll just tell them you eat like a dying horse." It's like my favorite scene of television, like ever. I just—he's so great.
4: He's t- I, I love spy shows I love spy shows so it's it's so behind the scenes so like and I love shows like the wire that highlight the you know absurdity of the culture and how it's just like any other business right and so yep. it's it's phenomenal
1: signature role is really tough for him really tough I would say Oswald I think but that's when I used to be obsessed with that movie JFK Trista now I sort of hate it but he's he's, he's probably got maybe 10 more famous, awesome performances. I don't know. He's tough.
4: I recommended Goliath to you guys, I think, as well. And I think Gary Oldman is now, and I think Billy Bob Thornton might be one of the greatest actors of all time uh, because of the role in Goliath. All four seasons were spectacular. They got better and better. Uh, But Gary Oldman's In Like, he's got to be cream of the crop, too, and this role is is right up there.
1: Do I need,
3: like, Peacock, or what do I need? It's an Apple TV joint, so I don't know where else you can find it, but there, I think it might only be there. There that goes.
4: Did you give him the synopsis of what it's about, or are we just rambling about it?
3: I have
1: some idea. You're talking spy show. It is funny.
3: He heads up uh, uh, something called Slow House, which is where all the disgraced Mi five agents end up so it's like a it's like a rehab house for spies, and Oldman is the the, the he's the leader of that and it's just it's just, he's just tremendous uh, it, it just is, is it funny? Fantastic. yes. Yeah, okay, good. It
4: got uh, it got quite a bit of humor, and and one of the spies that's like one the lead reject spy his grandfather is this highly esteemed mi uh, mi five agent and so there's like all this behind the scenes stuff and yeah so good it's so
1: really good yeah. i need funny like i got into the bear because i thought sure it's a little dark but it's funny
3: yeah so that's that's a key. i mean is this is not this is slow horses is not a comedy by any means but it definitely has to me hilarious moments all right
4: oh yeah gary oldman's very funny like this show very
1: funny. <laughs> Right. this yes. show is not dub right. a comedy like when you would you pick up the right. paper they're not talking about this show as a comedy, but it's very funny at times.
3: Hopefully, our audience can't smell me through the radio, like you can smell Oldman watching the scenes in this show. Yeah,
1: I think you're safe.
4: I wonder yeah. how they got him to that point, too, every day, because they have to. His hair is so greasy. Ugh. in yeah, and he looks like he stinks. So you have to put so much product in his hair to get it like that.
1: On that note, Trista Crick, Trista, talk to you next week. Thank you.
4: I'm clean
1: as a whistle. That was the host of BetMGM tonight, Odyssey Sports betting insider Trista Crick. Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. More on the Cowboys, who the Bills host Sunday, coming up. Ross Tucker will join us, too, and so can you.
2: 803-0550,
1: this is Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR.
2: We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future, in vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead.